I could have had anything strapped to my ankles or in my taint. I had to drink my own pee. We had water. I just started drinking my own pee. Armpits, armpits, crotching crack. Do you want to go to Chipotle? We can bring that small Asian child with us, too. Welcome to this week's episode of The Cable Connection, right? Yes. I almost said The Moving Outcast. (laughs) Today you are joined by Jono and and Paul. Paul. Hello. Hi. Jono's tired. tired. He's so tired. tired. He's playing single dad this week. Frank left me. She went to Florida for like three days. Yep. There's a cat. She did get a cavity search, so she's probably enjoying herself. She. (laughs) (laughs) So she told me the story. Apparently. Shut up. Apparently, they said that her metal detector was going. The metal detector was going off right below her waistband. She's got that piercing. She hasn't told you about yet. (laughs) (laughs) So they were like, we have to do a more extensive search. Do you want to do it privately or publicly? She was like, I just want to get on my plane. They were like, okay, well, we, and she was wearing a skirt. They're like, well, we're going to have to, we're going to call a female person. We're going to have to touch everywhere. She's like, okay. And they're like, including like right on the outside of your underwear. And she's like, okay. And they're like, all right. So they're searching. And then, uh, what did she say? They were like, okay, well, now we have to go up and we're going to touch the outside she was like all right and she said she just pulled her skirt up i was like can we just get this done with? <laughs> and they're like okay well we didn't find anything so it must have been a false positive on the metal detector and she's like way to keep the plane safe holes <laughs> i could totally picture her saying that too yeah but i mean it's cool that she was just like let's just get this oh, yeah. done with like i mean obviously you know it happens that stuff goes off um, it could pick up all sorts of things but I sexually harassed the one time I went on a plane. I sexually harassed my person. Well, you're not supposed to grab them back. I know. Right? <laughs> what was it? Uh, oh, so there we went to. I think it was BWI. <clears throat> and this is when we were jumping on a plane to go to Colorado to go to Idaho to get my Jeep. Feel free to kick them out. They're yeah. starting to piss me off. I was going to say now that he's F-ing cats. So they. Uh, there was like this thing where you go up to a stand and the, you have to like put your driver's license in and the guy behind the thing, was like, all right, just stick it in. And I said, that's what she said. And he just looked at, he was like this middle-aged, like, uh, I think he was Asian. And he just looked at me with like this, I'm not fucking amused look. I was like, sorry, sir. And I stuck my ID in. I feel like you have to have a sense of humor yeah. though. I mean, if you're doing those jobs, you have to. Oh yeah. Then we went to, what was it? You walk through that and there was this thing like if you remember the first Halo game during the intro when that thing spins around Master Chief and goes whoosh, yeah. whoosh, whoosh, and like yeah. turns this thing. It kind of looked like that. You stand in this mm-hmm. thing spins around you. And then uh, I, I was giggly the whole time because I'd never been on a plane. <laughs> you there with like your arms up ago. like, wee! Yeah. <laughs> you just stick your hands in. 
So I step out and the dude starts patting me down and I'm smiling. He's like, why are you smiling? I was like, I don't know. Just kind of having fun. He's like, you're having fun. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is, this is kind of cool. And then he goes down. And I was like, you touched me more than my wife has this week. <laughs> and he just, he didn't even finish checking me. He got to my waist. Like he had gotten like my uh-huh. arms in the sides uh, like my side, like my rib cage down to my love handles. And then he just looked at me with like a, uh, you've ruined this for me. <laughs> and they just passed me through. I could have had anything strapped to my ankles or in my taint. <laughs> in your taint. So very specific yep. of where you could have that. Yeah. In Which your- is funny because I did bring a firearm all legally followed all the protocol. Um, the research you can do to bring a gun on a plane legally. So- <sighs> inconsistent that's interesting so you can there's a tsa facebook page you can ask and i asked the same question multiple times and got different answers (laughs) i was like so can i have the rounds loaded into the magazine yes then double check it next day different person yes but you have to have tape over the feed lips okay then the third person, no, they have to be in a appropriately, like you can't just have them in a Ziploc lunch bag. They mm-hmm. have to be in an ammo box. <laughs> like Okay. So then another time uh, I'm, I'm asking all these questions. There's like a slew, of, a lit new, one might say, mm-hmm. of questions. And it was like, well, do I have to have my, like, can I have my firearm? Which I don't own guns, so this is all hypothetical. I saw it in a movie. <clears throat> but... I was like, can I have my firearm in the same locked bait case as the ammo? Yes. Next day. No. Next day. Yes. But they have to have tape over the feed lips. Like all this rant, like. <laughs> it's just, like which is, I mean, it's interesting because, I mean, I could understand that potentially different airports could maybe have different policies but that wouldn't even really make sense i mean typically they're pretty uniform because i mean just TSA, right just because one i mean so i mean unless you're dealing with i mean they're they're going on federal regulations not state regulations so there really is nothing unless you'd be flying like internationally versus like a local then that would be the only time i could see there really being a difference so what ended up happening is i took i got one of those like most people call them Pelican cases. I have, um, I went to Harbor Freight and got their Pelican case. It was like 30 or 40 bucks case. Yeah. Not, not like your tip, like a little, yeah. if you're a cable person, then basically the size of one of the Pelican TDR, yellow yeah. TDR boxes. So anyone doesn't know what a Pelican case is. It's, or not Pelican. I'm sorry. Well, a, uh, go ahead. So well, <laughs> the, the type of case that he's referencing is, it's like the thick plastic that usually have like a foam type of cutout yes. within there. So that way you can, you know, situate different items in there, but it's very snug, secure. Yep. So that that type of case, whatever you call it. So I literally had a spring springboard, spring belt. I'm trying to think of the brand TDRs we use. <clears throat> There's like a gazelle for the logo. Um, but so what I had was that with the foam pulled out. I had a handgun. It was a Glock 17 sitting there with two magazines loaded. I think I put painter's tape over the feed lips and just stuck them all in the same box. And I put, I got two like dollar store padlocks and put them on the little things. Cause one of the rules is you can't lift a corner. You can't pry the case open and be able to get into it. So it has to be very tight lock. And, uh, 
Yeah. And so we went, it was dead side. It was like 10 o'clock at night. It was super, there's five other people in the airport. We walk in, we have one 50 pound bag, like luggage. Cause we were just going to do not carry on. Is that stowaway? Yeah. Or not Sto- stowaway, but, um, I don't know the words. um, pack. They put it in the butt of the plane. So we carried in. So we had everything packed in that one suitcase. And I just took the, the Pelican case, the Otterbox, whatever, and put it right in the center on top of the clothes and closed the case and zipped it. And then we, we even put a padlock on the zipper of the bag. So, you know, like that's going to do anything. We go up and there's a lady standing at the counter and I'm like, hi. And she just rudely points over to the automated check-in thing. I was like, yeah, but I, I just, she was like, and just keeps pointing over, like, don't bother me. There's no one here, like no customers, but you can go use the, the self checkout. So I go over there and it says like, check in. So I hit the help button and she goes, oh, and comes over and she's like, what? And I'm like, I have a gun. And she's like, I'm like legally packed in a case in the suitcase, which is you, I get awkward. I was like, because I, you know, I need to <laughs> why I wanted to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they go over and they're like, is it in this bag? I'm like, it's the only f- bag I have. <laughs> so literally they what did they do? They were like, go sit over there and we'll call you um, once we have it checked out. So the case is sitting there on like a scale thing. Mm-hmm. I go sit on a bench, Frank, and I, they're like, it might be 10 or 15 minutes. Frank and I sat down for like two minutes. They never took the bag anywhere. The lady comes back or another lady came back with a sticker. It was like a piece of tape with like red on it. She's like, can you open the case and just put the sticker on the, the gun case? I was like, oh, okay. So we open the thing and the case, the, my little gun case is there. And we just put the sticker saying like firearm inside on it, zipped it back up. And that was it. They never opened it to actually verify it was a good, like they did nothing, <laughs> which is which is interesting. Like, I mean, obviously, you, you got to be able to travel with stuff. I mean, if it's secured, it's secured. It's not really a big deal, but it's just odd that they didn't check anything that nope. you get all these mixed responses on the policies, yep. how you're supposed to store it. And your life is you can either not bring a gun and possibly lose your life, not have protection or end your life. By doing something wrong at the airport with a firearm. Right. But they won't give you answers. Sorry, cut you no. off. That's just <laughs> No, it's just funny. Cause yeah, oh. I mean, they just like they just it's just odd that they didn't care. That they're just, you know, okay. I mean, you declared it, which is great. You know, you did the right thing there as opposed to just like it being on a scale and someone being like, Oh my god. But <laughs> that was the other funny thing. We put so it was like the first fifth the bag had to be fifty pounds or less to be free. And we put it on the scale and she's like, fifty pounds? And as soon as she like turned her eyes, it went like 51 hmm. or like 50.5. And Frank was like, eh. <laughs> like, like, don't look, don't look, don't look. But it worked out. We went out and it was fun. Sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, it's definitely good to know that it's not as difficult to travel with a firearm as you might think. Like, there's still safety precautions. Well, um, it's just, it's odd. I mean, you have to wonder, like, was it more of a they just didn't want to be bothered with yeah. it? Like, oh, they just this. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. <laughs> That's okay. I feel like web. <laughs> but uh, then we eventually get to Colorado. Then we landed in um, Washington, Spokane, Washington Airport, 
and we go up. And so this was when Frank and I were flying out to Idaho <clears throat> to buy my Jeep mm-hmm. and drive it back. That's why we're talking about this. We were talking yeah. about Jeeps before I hit the record button. And we get there and we weren't planning on staying. Like we, we literally in that suitcase, we had a tent, some camping supplies, um, clothes, and that was it. So we get to Spokane. They're like, yeah, unfortunately, your bag was put on a different plane and is in like Washington, D.C. right now or something. <laughs> <clears throat> they're like, but if you give us the address of where you're staying, well, we can have it uh, mailed or like delivered to you or we can blah, blah, blah. And we're like, well, we're literally staying in the bag. Our, our tent is in that bag. They're like, oh, well, it's supposed to be back sometime tomorrow. And we're like, cool. So we rented a hotel and got it back, but they lost a gun. Like it's yeah, that's terrifying that there's just a gun just somewhere in a bag floating around. Yeah, it's actually it's a fun thing to talk about because Kelly's mom, she used to work for an airline and that was a big part of her job for a long time was dealing with lost baggage. And um, I mean, the amount of stuff that flows through them and like the stuff they would find is like incredible. And uh, like they have, you know. But it's funny because her mom even said, though, that as much as people freak out about it, like the majority of bags are found and delivered to their owners. Like there's actually not as high of a volume of truly lost bags as you might think. Like, That's cool. like there is I forget where it, I forget where it is like Oklahoma or somewhere. There's apparently like some like one of the airlines has like just like a huge facility where like all the bags like that are lost go to just conveyor belt and just and uh, doing this giant pyramid <laughs> pile of bags. But uh, and, and we're just like a <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> oh, like it's starting to smell. Someone shipped a cat again. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. But I mean, which is kind of cool. And her mom, I guess, every once in a while, like if someone just didn't claim a bag for long enough, they like I think we get to keep something or that's I worked with a guy that worked at TSA and he was like, yeah, I get all the coolest knives out of there because they just take them. Right. It's like, you know, it's going to trash them. So but it's like it was it was cool to learn that not as many bags truly get lost as you might think. I think one of the things they run into a lot of is more so just people lose a bag, but they don't, they don't give you the right forwarding information or they maybe don't have it. Like maybe they're in your situation where it's like, I don't have anywhere to go. Some people oddly won't even necessarily report a bag missing depending on what's in there. Well, I, well I think some people just, just chalk or, or they just don't follow up, but they just chalk it up to just lost stuff. But yeah, dildos is funny. Like there's always, there's always that great video. We were yeah. laughing about. You were talking. Yeah. Last night. Yeah. With so the, <laughs> the, the look on that on that guy's face when he opened the bag is just is was priceless. It's one of the best videos out there. But speaking of lost packages, I want to give a shout out to Burn B E R N E. They're like a I don't want to say a knockoff of Carhartt, but they're they're like a slightly less expensive Carhartt clothing brand. I ordered one of their high vis like ANSI level three hoodies. Like good, they were, mm. it's good. It's nice. It's insulated. And I, I ordered one and like three weeks went by and I was like, man, I never got my my order. So I went back, found the the confirmation, hit the tracking and it said there was like a, hey, we shipped your thing. And then I hit the UPS tracking and it uh it said uh, the carrier will give you a tracking as soon as a label's made. So that morning I emailed Burn customer service. I was like, hey, guys, not complaining. Just curious. I, I totally forgot I ordered it. 
but I ordered, here's my order number. Here's a hoodie. Um, just curious if there's anything on my end I can do or anything. And 15 minutes later, 20 minutes later, there, it, the email was like, I, we are so sorry for the inconvenience. We've already shipped out another one overnight. Um, free of charge, blah, blah, blah. It looks like there was something wrong with the, the, uh, shipping something blah 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 wow. i was like cool thanks like i didn't that's awesome i wasn't complaining i would have just accepted another one just ship it again right so they're they're cool and i've had i've bought a lot of their stuff can't remember what but i've had some oh some of their bibs their outdoor bibs are really nice i wear them a lot i like them cool <clears throat> so that was just making me think about that wow i can hear the dogs yeah so yeah no, that's awesome looks like their website is burn direct b-e-r b-e-r-n-e direct.com um their logo is a bear yeah no it's pretty cool i mean that's that's awesome i mean obviously you know it's great you know always disappointing when something just doesn't come as you kind of expected but you weren't even like you said you didn't even really care you were just more of just like hey heads up like this is a concern i have i try to and be an easy customer that's, that's awesome that they were so quick to respond and you know it wasn't just hey we'll we'll investigate this but it was like quick 15 minutes you know what let's just go ahead and take care of this guy like that's awesome you know and if someone with customer service like that is definitely someone that you should you should buy stuff through and it looks like they got men's women's youth stuff all kinds of different things um yeah a lot of high vis stuff a lot of arctic kind of like outdoor stuff so it's pretty much like kind of carhartt style stuff like they're you know that Mm -hmm. classic carhartt right redneck zip up jacket with right. a hood that that's so i'd say check out copperlineapparel.com first and if they don't have what you're looking for go to burn sounds like a cool company yes but copperline apparel <laughs> first oh so there's some dog i'm looking at my security camera right now <laughs> there's a do- <laughs> oh god i think chloe's in the bed of your truck okay she just jumped out <laughs> how's she in the there's a ton of stuff in there I don't. She like jumped in and then jumped out. There's so much stuff in there that couldn't have been very comfortable. There's all kinds of uh, power a power bear. No, it's there's power packs and uh, housings and all sorts of things in there. Like that's yeah. She's just running around. Oh, they're peeing on my truck. Oh, <laughs> at least they're not still in my truck doing that. Yeah, her her uh, her brother, the chocolate lab we have. Her brother is our neighbor, and my neighbor doesn't have a fence, so he just goes out and. He's on my truck every morning. Well, you know, you got to pee somewhere. <laughs> Are you pissing? <laughs> uh, That's why the last episode was so, hands on hip. So much piss on that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember, like, we were trying to remember. We were going to, yeah. I think we were going to title it Let's Go Brandon. And Brandon actually agreed. But then when <laughs> we were listening, I was listening through during the editing, we saw that. Or I heard it. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, that's so good. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So today's episode is actually not about. So I'm going through a lot of stuff. I've been stressed. Everyone's stressed. But, you know, like we, we have ups and downs and I'm just I'm stressed lately. I, I got a lot on my mind. Not complaining. I, I constantly at work. I'm like, I have a beautiful wife. I have a funny kid. I've got like almost my dream house and I'm 33. Like tiny penis so it's just easy to like travel 
So, <laughs> he, he doesn't have to sit wide-legged. <laughs> I can cross my legs. All the way. <laughs> He's talking opposite knees touching. <laughs> but, like, it's just, you know, we get stress. You, you have stress. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that added to it, but I absolutely, she was not going to do it. But Francis, the wife, every time I say Frank, let, let everyone just know, her name's Francis, but... She goes by many names: Frank, Franny, Fwee Fwee, uh, Farmer Fran, Farmer Fran, Farmer <laughs> Fran. And uh, but she uh, she works in a lab, and she was asked to go down to Florida this week to uh, help train some other lab people, and she was not gonna go. She was like, "You are." She's worried about me. She's like, "You're so stressed and so tired. I'm not gonna go." And I was like, "Dude, they asked you to go." Plus, she, she's already, she lived in Houston for two months a couple years ago, and I only almost died. So, like, four days. <laughs> he lived off ramen and Oreos. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and I ran out of ramen after. It was bad. <laughs> I had to drink my own pee. We had water. I just started drinking my own pee. Well, you needed something to dip the Oreos in. <laughs> Water's just not an option. <laughs> because <laughs> it's sterile and i like the taste <laughs> i quote that so many times during the day and i don't know why duck dodge dodge duck and dodge. but uh, so you, you can dodge a wrench you, you can, can dodge a ball i gotta watch that again that's, that, that's solid he's great <laughs> but <laughs> um so we were talking about so we were gonna discuss generations yes but webb shout out to webb webb's sick this week so he can't make it and he would have been our boomer (laughs) (laughs) and chad's just not here as usual he actually did have an engagement (laughs) and he was he was gonna try to and he said maybe he would dial in so i know he had a dinner thing he had to do for work so it's time for him dialing in well it's dinner you never know how long those things go Mm -hmm. but regardless yeah webb was gonna be Webb's not technically a boomer. He's he's old. He is old. Um, you wouldn't know though. Like, well, if you look you at him, but <laughs> you look at him and you talk to him and you spend time around him. <laughs> but but he, if you just saw him like at a distance and you saw him kind of hunched, oh, he has an old man walk. He's he's old. But he's in better shape than he both is in of good us. shape. No, we 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 dog Webby, but he's he is good. I mean, he he does take care of him. So he at least tries. Yeah, you know, he he like, works out, and um, yeah, he's you know, like all of us, had some varying medical things pop up. So he uh, he's been doing a good job. I was at his house the other day, saw a little gym he's got in his garage. He um, actually, yeah, like the doctors constantly say, "Well, you're great. Just lose weight, change your diet," and everyone's all like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." He did that, and he's getting healthier. Yeah. Like he actually yeah. started taking responsibility so, of his life. Being the old man of the group, he's definitely probably in the, the best shape. Of all <laughs> yeah, of he really is. So I could probably beat him in an arm. Actually, I don't know anymore. Well, so it depends on what type of muscle he's built for what you do with work and stuff. And, you know, your loneliness, your forearms are pretty strong. Yeah. So you might have that going for you. Yeah. Just the um, right. I gotta hold the phone with the left. Well, nobody said you're gonna wrestle with your. You're gonna arm wrestle with your left hand. Just yeah. always, always stay. Always I'm good stay at right. holding it horizontally, though. 
and scrubbing through. Well, you know, you need you know, it's better when you have the full screen yeah. view. <laughs> so, you know, unless the camera recording was the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Who record? So anyway, <laughs> oh, so the women in our lives, the women in our lives. So we were going to talk about like how we're going to hold off the generations talk. And we were like, you know what? We both have ladies in our lives and they're very important to us. And even with copper line apparel, like mm. they've both helped tremendously. Yeah. And it, it's uh, I feel like so a lot of videos have been popping up on my YouTube about um fake uh, uh, feminists and uh, gender equality and all this stuff. And, you know, there's so much political stuff going Mm -hmm. on, but like I, I've been having some interesting talks at work because there's one lady named uh, Roma, Roma army. And I think she's Canadian and she's very anti-feminist pro male. She's like a defender of men and she'd likes to point things out of how men actually have it harder. And I don't want to argue that. Right. How do I put it? This is starting to turn bad. Like I need Francis. Right. Like this week with her gone well, has, has proven that. Yeah. You're, you're, you're trying to point out the reality that men and women, they're not coexist, equal, but they, they co Yeah. They coexist and they play very important, but also very different roles yeah. in the lives of the people around them. And, so it's I, I kind of get what you're saying a little bit with like the it's not to say it's anti-feminist or anti-equality, those sorts of things. But it's, you know, it's just, you know, they we are different. Men and women are different. We, you know, the, the value and the just things we bring to relationships are different. Things we bring to life are different. And or even the, just partners. Yeah. You know, because we're both straight. As far as anyone knows, but like <laughs> it doesn't even have to be men needing women. Yeah. It's just having a partner. Yeah. Because there's nothing. Well, I don't want to say there's nothing Francis does that a dude could do. Well, but like so, just not having my partner here yeah. sucks. Well, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's always the biggest thing. I mean, obviously, men and women and really whatever you want to classify yourself as. Honestly, I mean, everybody plays a varying role and. Um, I talked about it on the one podcast where you know, there was that that clip of um, Michelle Obama talking about mm-hmm. how it's not 50 50. Sometimes it's sometimes it is. Sometimes it's 70 30, 60, 40, 80, 20 on, on either side. And so everybody has a very unique role that they play. And to be stuck on this, we have to be equal or provide equal value or equal things at all times is a bit archaic like it just doesn't make sense like you shouldn't like you should really focus on just trying to bring out the best qualities that you can offer in that relationship and that sort of stuff but yeah i mean i know you've been going through through quite a bit and you know yeah you kind of you know about it all the time yeah a little (laughs) and then you know but yeah i'm better than i used to be i'm bottling a little bit up he is better than he used to be (laughs) i i think I don't know. You look like some stuff. You inside. look like you were about to cry when I walked. When you walked oh, in. no. Yeah, that well, that I don't want to not sound appreciative of my aunt. She's really helping out <laughs> with the kid. But like I was falling asleep while she was talking to me. Yeah. And like, like, so let me paint the picture. The kid was in his car seat. My truck engine mm-hmm. was running. I just buckled him in. 
and I was falling asleep on the bed of my truck, like leaning on it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I want to go home. I need to pee. Oh, and she kept talking. That's that's my family and me, <laughs> like to some extent. Like when I, 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 I used to drive Kelly nuts with it. Like we would go visit my my aunt Nat and uh, yeah, it would be the same way. Like she knew, hey, it's time to go. And I would be like, yeah, let's let's do it. We would start getting <laughs> I like the hand motion. You're yeah, like, the, let's the, do it. yeah, the hand, like you know, the little fist. Yeah, let's <laughs> do it. Yeah. And uh, but and I have every intention of it. But then something would happen, some conversation. And so she just knew, like, if I said, hey, we're going to be there, we're going to head out around four, we're gonna leave around four. She's like, okay, so we're not leaving until seven. <laughs> yep. Like she kind of just yep. knows, but and you know, and it's and it's one of those things where sometimes you know, sometimes you're fine and you still have the conversation. Sometimes you do have to kind of peel away. But tonight, I just wanted to go home. I know. I love my aunt and uncle. Uh, They've been really helpful. They're they're amazing. They're so they're awesome people. I would I want my uncle Brian on. I don't know if my aunt Lisa would have. She might have fun, but my they're both. Born and raised New York, Yonkers, New York. They uh, like they just moved down here to West Virginia. I think my aunt's seventy and my uncle's seventy-two. Go from Yonkers. You go from New York to West Virginia. That is a that's an interesting. They and just voluntarily, like it's not like work drew somebody. No, they were retired. Just were retiring, and they they literally they 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 were retired. My uncle had a lot of health issues. And they just they kind of wanted to get out of the city and or that that you know New York. They did it, <laughs> yeah. and um, they were, they were just kind of thinking about it. And they came down for the wedding, and literally the next year or within that year, they they found a house and we helped them like video. <laughs> He's I mean they're five minutes away too, like literally literally the neighborhood, neighborhood next yeah. to him. <laughs> it's great, but they they came down here and it was great because like, we took them to like. Uh, a little restaurant and it's like real quiet hillbilly a bunch of yokels sitting around They're like oh my god look at this furniture this is great and they're doing their loud new york stuff <laughs> love your accents yeah. they're so ridiculous <laughs> but, but they they're they're awesome they it's just tonight i was like no please no just let me go home like mm-hmm. frank's supposed to she just she just texted me she landed she's she has landed she's in Baltimore, Maryland. What did I say? I said, oh, she said, just landed. You're recording. Yes. Do you want to call in? No, thank you. I'm going to be grabbing some dinner real quick and and then driving home. Don't eat. Just come home. (laughs) (laughs) Copperline Apparel. Copperline Apparel. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so he's been stressed. And uh, he actually was saying earlier, like, he's, you know, he's lost without frank i really am i i actually fully fully intend to if she ever like left me in any fashion God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> or just go off grid or put myself in situations where like i'll start juggling dynamite or something <laughs> i don't want to be on suicide watch <laughs> no she's coming home Jeez. just make sure she doesn't crash Jesus, I know, dude. Every Ooh. time the kid is like, "Hey, daddy, you come pick me up uh, from Aunt Lisa's after school," and I'm like, "As long as there's something horrible doesn't happen, I don't want to lie to him." I don't know if I'd say that. My though. dad never made promises. I mean, he never said he loved me. <laughs> no, he did. I love you, dad. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's tough. I, it, I, I, 
I mean, I never want to let anyone down. You know, I never want to let anyone down. Well, shit, if I dead, then I'm right. Fuck it. You don't know, kid. I'm coming every day I mean, to pick no you. No idea if you let it. I mean, to be honest, I'll haunt you. Well, to be honest, I mean, no matter when you die, you probably have let most of us down <laughs> a little bit at some point. You know, like, it'll be that's something. How he died? It'll be something stupid. Like, <laughs> like I'll probably just be annoyed as shit that it was something so fucking stupid. You guys will look at your. Webby will be mad because you still got his guitar in your house. And what can I? Am I ever going to get my guitar back? <laughs> You know, Chad's like, man, he never lost weight. <laughs> You're like, that's how he died. <laughs> that wasn't cool. <laughs> Two fisting Twinkies and he <laughs> choked on them. Yeah. <laughs> and, <a> great- <laughs> and they found him in that alley. And <laughs> yeah, why was he in an alley eating Twinkies? Oh. It turns out there's something horrible that happened, and everyone's like, nope, that f- died. <laughs> Those weren't Twinkies. Those were Twinks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh sh- But anyways. We need our partners. Yeah. I don't need Kelly. <laughs> I don't need her. She drives me crazy. And isn't that so... Francis has gotten me almost killed multiple times and I still love her. Like she loves to do this thing where we'll be walking around in a public place and I might put my hand on her arm or like hold her Mm -hmm. like nicely, lovingly. Yeah. And someone will walk by and she'll pull away and say, Ow, stop it. You're hurting me again. (laughs) And they just look and I just stop (laughs) and they look at me like I'm about like squeezing her arm. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, that's honey, great, honey. We live in West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> they care. Well, no, I don't Around know. This area, they're all out here. Yeah, you're kind of in the liberal part of West Virginia. Yeah. It sucks. You know. Well, I mean, you could be a little further north. That'd be even worse. But like PA, or you mean like no Berkeley County, the the the, the town of like two towns up to you by the river. Oh, Charles? No, Charles. North of there, Shepherdstown. Oh my God. <laughs> shepherd's t- uh, that's like f-ing, like oh man we live in here's uh my non-alcoholic beer that's not that is alcohol actually alcoholic it does say low alcohol not no alcohol does it yes this is non-alcoholic read the side it says low alcohol it's like point less than point zero five, but it technically oh, yeah. does well, that's, you can't technically has that. i mean if you drank like a hundred of them, you might get went, like a little tiny. I went through a six pack of O'Doul's once and felt nothing. That's because it's a six pack of O'Doul's. Yeah, but they're like 0. 0.5. That's well, a six pack. I do. I would love to give a shout out though. So when I stopped drinking five to thirty years ago, ten. <laughs> We've established it was ten. <laughs> what my favorite beer of all time was Killian's Irish Red. Not sure why. I just that was my favorite beer. That and MGD. Miller Genuine Draft, and that was my dad's beer, too. But just regular old Guinness. Like the Guinnesses where you crack the can, and there's a, a little thing in the can and, and all that. And I've missed it so much, and I randomly came across Guinness non-alcoholic. If you are sober and you really, really miss actual Guinness, that dark, the head, the darkness, the thickness, it that stuff is, that, that's it. Like, I absolutely, I would love if they sponsored us. Like, it's, when I drank it, I was like, holy shit, 
I don't have to miss Guinness anymore. Only thing I got out of that is that you really like dark, thick head. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, Brandon's going to come on the show. Oh, Jesus Christ. oh, that's a horrible segue to Brandon coming back one episode. He's like, but Brandon will be back. Soon. Brandon was cool. But no, that's fine. I, I love that Frank does that kind of stuff to you, though, just to mess with you and your oh, so good stuff. One time we were in Aldi and what did I do? Uh, she was pushing the cart and I got I got stuck back because I was looking at all, all the chocolates at the front door and i go up and i was like hello ma'am and i was like being sweet and she goes i don't know you sir and this lady like this old lady had her cart in her purse and she like put her hand near her purse <laughs> and I, I i forget what i did i was like no 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 no, no, no. she knows me she, I, i'm her husband and i like pointed at my ring like that meant something <laughs> and then she was like yeah no it's fine and the lady she looked angry that we were joking around anyway but yeah almost got shot i think that's funny like yeah. maced Kelly's never done that to me. <laughs> like, uh, why? Why do you, you like, oh, we live in Maryland, but we f-ing ruined Sharpsburg with all of our politics. So we're going to go over the river. You, you notice, like, you've got basically well, West Virginians and Sharpsburg and Marylanders yeah. and fucking Shepherdstown. Well, it's I mean, it's the college. I mean, that's really why it's because it's it is a more of a liberal arts college. So, you know what? On that point, <laughs> you know what else grinds my kids? <laughs> Why are German things called Bavarian? Like there's the Bavarian and there's Schloppers or whatever in Hagerstown. And it's called a, it's a Bavarian restaurant, but it's German. Uh-huh. If anyone knows, please go to copperlineapparel.com, buy a shirt and then reach out to us in the comment section and tell us. I'm going to just Google it, but I like that. Yeah. Reach out, buy shit. I'm also drinking brew dog. I drink, is- I drink real beer but it's like but i'm not drinking any tonight ipa is that what we should do is we should start bringing drinks with us yeah i mean if you guys want to drink no i have too far oh yeah you have to drive home (laughs) (laughs) with one headlight (laughs) no headlights yeah I tried so hard to laugh, but hold the beer steady. <laughs> like, there's a lot of, like, a lot of hair. Yeah, that, that. like, oh, a lot. It's IPA. Foam. It looks like, it doesn't even look like, like, headless. it looks, it looks like spray foam insulation. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. But, it's not bad. But, yeah, no. The, anyways, the, the, I mean, the roles that our, our wives kind of play in our lives is, is critical. I mean, you know, I think Kelly and I definitely do a great job of, getting on each other's nerves and oh, yeah. driving each other a little crazy but i don't know like there's you know i think there's just like a, like a comfort when you're when you're with each other and that that kind of stuff and you know we i think we always had we've always we've always had a really close bond i feel like do so. you guys have classic roles like like stereotypically you work she cooks dinner and cleans house no no, I think that's actually one of the things that's hard for us just because she won't stay she, in the kitchen. She, yeah, she won't. She won't make my <laughs> God sandwiches for me. No, she's she's actually she's a fantastic cook. Yeah. But um, it's I think it's what's hard because, you know, in her previous marriage, she kind of had to be the the do everything person. You know, she had to everything ran through her. She took I mean. You know, her ex-husband, he, he did work and, and she worked as as well. 
But, you know, when it came to paying the bills and, and taking care of the kids and, and taking care of the house, like, I think the only thing that he specifically contributed was like doing the dishes or something. Like, other than that, like she did like she like she like she ran everything. I mean, but it, and it's I was the same way in my previous marriage. Like I did everything. My ex-wife, she didn't drive. She didn't work. She literally just stayed home all day long doing stuff I, I don't know my kids are alive so she did that. she she kept them alive but they're I mean, so that, cute but outside of that like i had they're good kids they're little bastards. <laughs> they look exactly like you yeah but good looking <laughs> that, okay i didn't mean that as a uh, slight i uh, yeah anyway sorry <laughs> they're okay. cute yeah, they're good kids. They they will be viewed soon on yes, TikTok. Yes, yes, they will be featured in some upcoming TikTok videos for CopperlineApparel.com. Yeah, but we'll oh, um, our business cards came. Oh, I don't yeah. have any on me. Oh, yeah, we should. You can show me a minute. But um, yeah. So we don't have. So I mean, with that, like, I mean, I did everything. Like, if we kids had doctor's appointments, kids had different things. Like, I did everything. You know, all it's just. And it was, I mean, it was a lot, I think, on both of us in our marriages. I think it's one of the things that wears on you when you have to, you know, be that person in charge. And so it's kind of that, it creates kind of a complicated position for us now because we're both so used to being that person in charge. And so you either run into a situation where we both are expecting that we have to do it or just doing something because we feel like we have to, or we both don't want the responsibility and don't want to do it. So it's like we haven't we're still trying to figure out that that figure out those roles. Like, are there particular things where it's just you do this, I do this, you do this, I do this. I mean, it's obviously got to be overlap, but it's just that's where we we definitely I think where we butt heads the most is that, you know, like we both want to take charge of something. And it's like, well, we both can't necessarily. Someone's someone's always got to kind of guide the way. So. You know, or it's like, you know, we neither one of us wants to do it. So it's, you know, you know, that basket laundry sits there for a week, mm-hmm. two, three. Cause it's like, I don't want to do it. And she don't want to do it. And then we end up just telling one of the kids to do it. But, <laughs> but I mean, she's definitely the cooker. I don't cook very often, just kind of every once in a while. But I definitely leave that to her. I mean, she she enjoys it. So I do, you know, you know, like I try to, you know, I do, I do most. Probably just got a text message. Yeah. Um, but uh, someone's getting a text message. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're just getting some feedback. So we're on the headphones. So we're sure. Strange. Yeah, but it's um, usually a text message. Yeah. I mean, but like, I mean, like, uh, you know, like around the house, we have stuff, you know, where like, I do most of the yard work, but she has like gardens that she maintains. And then, you know, like I she does. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's got. I mean, she's got the the one she does every year. She does the big vegetable garden in the back. Um, That's cool. And so that usually works. I mean, it usually works out pretty good. So we usually get, you know, she does a lot of cucumbers, tomatoes, peppers. Um, she'll do like some different um, seasonings, like some, you know, thyme, basil, stuff like stuff like that. Dude, that's so, awesome. That's pretty cool. I mean, she always gets a ton of it. Like, I mean, she's was it last year, or the year before? I think it was last year. She got this is insane amount of cucumbers and like giant freaking. Like, it was. We, we like she so she started just making pickles and stuff because she just she had so many she was giving bags away and she was making jars and jars of pickles because she's just she's like I got to do something with these things like it was just a crazy amount like the year before I think she was like out of control with tomatoes like she actually does a pretty good job so she used to kill every plant and now she actually does a really good job keeping something that's alive. cool so because Frank and I tried that and yeah yeah killed everything 
Yeah, no, I love it. And she loves canning stuff. So that usually works out pretty good. Seriously. But because I wanted to get into canning so badly. It's so smart. It's so smart. Like if you have a vegetable garden, even not a vegetable garden, it, canning is just is Deer great. Meat, yeah. Like well, anything. Because we'll do it with sauces. Like we'll go get mm-hmm. like loose sausage from places, and then like we'll, we'll or we'll just get in and we'll season it. Or she'll she'll I mean, mostly this is her, but she you know she'll season it. She'll do different stuff with it, and then she'll can it, and then she'll do that with with different vegetables. Dude, I and had stuff, no and, idea that you guys do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really it's one of the reasons why we put the downstairs where we have the the freezer. It's one of the we put uh, shelving up, up up in there. And that was one of the reasons why we did it was because, you know, we have we wanted to kind of clear space in the upstairs pantry a little bit of some of the canned stuff. But she wanted to start canning. And so we wanted somewhere we could keep it where it's a little darker, a little colder. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So she's awesome. Yeah. So she always cans a bunch of stuff, which is which is cool, you know, and, and, and it's yeah. helpful. So it's nice to have that kind of stuff. And, and fun fact, canning is not canning. It's glassing. Uh. Yeah, it's, that is true. Yeah. Like when when I want started doing research, I would be like how to can or like, you know, canning, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. people have glass jars. And I'm like, no, f- stupid YouTube. I said cans. <laughs> it's like, <"Nah." laughs> it's like pretty much the only commonality is like the tin lids. Yeah, like that's about it. But, but uh, that's awesome. Yeah. That That's like our grandparents did that stuff. That oh, yeah. was normal. Yeah. My like, my my grandmother, um, Nona, she she was. She she used to do a lot of canning and stuff, and uh, so I think it's I think it's pretty cool. I really like it's it. It's so good to be self sufficient. Yeah, like, it, well, that's a whole other podcast about <laughs> which self yeah. sufficiency. Yeah, what how to survive the zombie apocalypse, uh, or just the uh, the uprising that will happen at some point. In time. Yeah, we will not be a part of it, but we will survive. Yep, Webby's not invited. Nope. <laughs> Well, no, I remember that we- was great. That was so <laughs> funny, funny context. Um, we were at a we, uh, we we told the story a bit ago or like a couple episodes ago. Might have been the last one about, um, you know, uh, Webby, Jono and I, we went to uh, a show outside mm-hmm. of Philly and we, we camped the night before. And then we ra- ra- went to the oh, show. We talk about that. And uh, yeah, we'll talk. Yeah. And uh, so we're standing outside and I don't remember how we got on the subject of um, <laughs> like what happens if like it's like apocalypse end of the world, like. What, what do we do? Civil War and, II. And, you know, so, you know, and of course, you, know, you have those 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 people that have, you know, uh, you know, major you know rooms dedicated and bunkers and all sorts of stuff that are truly like the preppers. Yeah, the, the, the preppers. Unquote, that's, preppers. That's, that's what I was looking yeah, doomsday for. Doomsday preppers. Um, I love like I watched Blast from the Past the other day with Brendan Fraser. It's a great it's movie. It's so good. It's a great movie. But it's like if if you want to be a prepper be Christopher Walken in that movie. It was amazing. I mean, but it was, it was a funny conversation. So we're, so we're just talking about it. Cause, um, Webby and I both went there with the intention of, of, of getting a rifle. Um, I was looking for one just, just for hunting. And he just wanted one cause he wants to feel cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so we're, but we're just, we're just talking about, uh, talking about survival kind of stuff. And, um, cause it was a lot, it was like an hour. Yeah. We were line waiting in the line and stuff. Outside. And it was, and it was funny. Cause then, um, Jono or Webby just looks up and he's like, well, I'm just going to go to Jono's house. And Jono goes, no, you're not. not. <laughs> he's like, no, you're not. And I was just like, oh, and I was like, well, sh-. he's like, oh, you can come. I was like, oh, OK. I was like, no offense. I love you, dude. But like, what do you bring to the table? Like, <laughs> this is survival. Like, I'm sorry, you're not going to smoke. We love Webby. Sorry, oh, you're I sick love- today. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> but like. 
But in a survival situation, we're not smoking briskets. <laughs> right. I mean, any of us can run a freaking grill if we have Al- to. Although I, I we we talk as if we're going to be the physically in shape ones to Oh no, we're the ones that are basically bunkered down and we'll probably last for a few weeks with what food yeah, we have and go. then um we'll eventually die off. But no, it was just it was funny cuz yeah, John is a fairly prepared person. No, I'm not um when it comes to food and things like that. I have nothing unprepared unprepared he has nothing nothing guns are bad i didn't i never said you had guns i said food food's bad oh okay <laughs> i can hear i'm looking at my security camera i can hear chloe barking out there yeah but so yeah copper line apparel copper line apparel anyways it was just, it was just a fun conversation about how web will not be included in our survival plans but um, maybe now maybe who knows well well Future planning. We'll discuss it. But, I mean, on a serious note, it is always smart to, and it's, obviously, I'm, you know, we we, we can joke about, you know, zombie apocalypse and all these crazy things. And, you know, don't, don't, don't lose your mind. Don't go insane. But be smart. Um, You know, consider even just natural occurrences, you know, where we live, you know, we have, you know, we have the occasional blizzard or we have the occasional hurricanes that have even come through and stuff like like texas's grid went out california's all the time right because well it's california yeah i mean it just doesn't matter what's going on there but like but i mean like especially like like, you know if you live on the east coast you've got hurricanes to blizzards almost no matter where you live you're dealing dealing with one or the other or both um (laughs) at the same time (laughs) that'd be oh my god that'd be awesome (laughs) terrifying but awesome but then obviously you know you're in situations where you could have you know obviously I mean, if you're in like Tornado Alley, there's just nothing you can do about that. But but similarly, if you do have like, you know, if you do have like a basement shelter or something that you could potentially be trapped in, you know, be smart. Prepare yourself with with some type of food, some type of of sustenance. You know, there's obviously all sorts of canning that you can do, even just general canned goods. Just be kind of selective with what you get, because, you know, some of the generic stuff still has a lot of preserve. It doesn't last as long as you might think. Some stuff lasts a long time. Canning's great. Doesn't last forever, but it does. It does give you a good few years, um, you know. And then even things like like potable water, stuff like mm-hmm. that, like you know, just general stuff. Because you just never know when you're going to be in a situation where you're going to be stuck somewhere. You know, we don't need another you know toilet paper shortage. Oh my god! Because I mean, now I honestly didn't disagree with that though. I am I I would go nuts if I didn't have. See, we had plenty, so. Yeah. I mean, we never we never ran out. Yeah, yeah, we never. I mean, we always had a decent amount. Like we never ran out, but and we were never like, oh my god, we need some desperately. I gotta poop. Like we were never in that situation. But like I, but I kind of understood it though because it's, it's one of those unsung things that you think that you don't think about. But it's like toilet paper, you know, unsung hero. It, it kind of is though. I mean, like eggs. Like people forget, like eggs don't have to be refrigerated. Eggs can last a long time. Yeah. Can can last a while. So eggs are a good item to to potentially buy if you if you could be. Americans are like the only people that refrigerate our eggs. Yeah. Like in Europe or like not America, you know, yeah. anything not America is <laughs> Europe. Right. But like you can either rub oil on the eggs to mm. keep oxygen from getting in or just leave them room temperature. Yeah. Like we don't. Right. It's it's a uniquely American. Well, it's thing. like a lot of things. Everybody kind of has that assumption that if I refrigerate it or freeze mm-hmm. it, it's going to last a long yeah. time. And with 
true freezing, yes, you typically buy some time with it, but you also run the risk of freezer burn, other things if, if anything the happens. Power going out, right? Not having freezer, and you know, and actually, a lot of items that people put in the fridge you really aren't, shouldn't or don't necessarily need to. Yeah. I mean, obviously, some stuff is just you know better cold type of stuff, but yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's like know. a preference, not a right. necessity. I mean, but like, you know, like we don't like we always like we have a butter like we keep like we have a butter dish. Like we keep butter in the, in the butter dish, yep. you know, we'll put some in the fridge if it's going to be sitting for a long time. But then we always have fresh butter in the butter dish. Really? Yeah. Like when we have butter, it's just in in the fridge. Yeah. And then we're always like, yeah, How the f- do right. You and then and sh- you're like stabbing your <laughs> toast because yeah. you can't spread it. So, yeah, no, we have a we have a we have a butter dish that we keep um, on the counter. I guess we just don't butter that often. Oh, Kelly lives off of butter. She's that person that like we'll put butter on something and then put like cream cheese or something nice. like she she loves nice. her butter. But um, butter, but <laughs> butter, but <laughs> but, but eh. also so skills are important. Mm-hmm. So first off, prepping 2.0. It's a podcast. Uh, have <laughs> I just love how we're on one topic and then we're like, we'll uh, talk about survival we, another time. And women. now we're just we're just going to go ahead and go here. So we'll, we can talk about women more later. So there's a guy named Glenn Tate and he wrote a book series about survival. It's a little he's jerking himself off. But there it's like a 10 book series about like basically like a civil war kind of the country separates and blah, blah, blah. I got through like book seven, but after a while, it's like, okay, cool. You're like the smartest, greatest guy in the f-ing world and you got everything working. <laughs> I hate to speak ill of him because he seems like a cool guy. But um, he also, he and his wife have a podcast called Prepping 2.0. I am not religious. They are very religious, but they do not bring religion that often into the podcast. They are ve- These people are preppers. These people, that, that's why they call it prepping 2.0. They're like, this is beyond like bean, what do they call it? Mm. Say, they say like beans, bread, and bullets or something. Right. They're like, this is having your homestead, having a, a, a tribe set up, uh, long-term stuff, figuring out how, like, the this is this is training, all this stuff. It's a really good podcast. Glenn Tate and uh, Shelby Gallagher are the, the hosts. That's cool. But, um, that it's a good podcast but having skills is important too like mm-hmm. potable water so the plastic that contains water jugs of water goes bad and you get pollutants into it or water mm-hmm. can leak having the skill to be able to build a fire to purify natural water natural you know like natural found in the woods be like oh there's some water <laughs> <laughs> drink it <laughs> texas tea Take. that's awesome <laughs> Bubbly boo. but uh like having the skill to start a fire mm-hmm. i bet a lot of you people out there you people can't start a fire like i i don't care you can have a lighter go start a fire outside like an actual fire like a fire pit it's, fire it's funny we uh probably a couple years ago we were camping and we were really enjoying the show of so we 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 (laughs) no so that story no no not that so we actually told that story the other day we we told told that story the other day um because yeah i I said i don't know how to start a fire without some type of match or or lighter or something i've I've just never i've never done it um i'd love to learn it i just have never taken the time to do so um 
Well, it, we were Kelly and I were camping with the kids, and uh, we were watching. And I part of me felt bad, but it was this great show of this this dad trying to start this fire with his son. And I kind of like I said, again, I kind of felt bad, but it was just he had all the tools to do it. He just could not get this thing going, like yeah. to save his life. And it was interesting because, you know, it's, you know, to get a good fire going, it can take some time. It can mm-hmm. take some practice. It's not like you can just you can't just go and grab a random wood. And I mean, yeah, sometimes I'll just throw random stuff together and make a big fire just for the, you know, and giggles. You know, sometimes I'll be more intentional and you know, people don't realize, though, the type of wood, the density of it, how, you know, moist it is moist. Um, but how you lay the wood out, you know, is, is very important. And these all go into, you know, getting a fire to start, but also the long term sustainability of that fire. Fire can last a good while if you mm-hmm. do it right. Um, so, yeah, you're absolutely right, though. But it's, so it's like, you know, even with the right tools, there are people that just lack the the the, the easy ability to do it. Not to say you wouldn't come up, you wouldn't do it eventually because it's just you know if you have a lighter you're eventually gonna get something or a seven-year-old girl yeah to bring you a lighter no she was very helpful (laughs) but no you're right though yeah you need you know it's there are some certain things that you know people don't think that at some point in time they very well are going to need to be able to do yeah to be able to light a fire for right this minute is one thing but to be able to light a fire that could last you days or that you Mm -hmm. can do it consistently day after day because that could be your entire source of cleaning your water, you know, cooking mm-hmm. your food, staying so. warm to not die. Yeah. Like it, signaling it. Like even in, I, I heat my house right now on propane cause I'm lazy this year, but it took me about two years to figure out living in our house. We have a wood stove and we usually do fire d- over the winter, but it took me about two years of living it to figure out how to keep a fire going overnight to like we we would basically let the fire burn out and it would either get freezing and we'd wake up and i'd have to run and start a whole new fire over again or we'd let the propane kick on but we were trying to be cheap or frugal i'll say so like i learned like there's certain things you put you load it up with super thick wood get it super blazing hot then choke it and then by the next morning it'll kind of simmer and at least stay warm then in the morning you just have this bed of embers and you can at least get it going. There, yeah. There's all sorts of stuff, but just learn stuff. Yeah. And like have your partner learn stuff as well. Yeah. So it's, 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 I mean, obviously you could be in a situation where you're solo and you just got to do it all. But I like the idea of like what you're saying, like where they're talking about tribes and stuff. Like mm. consider the fact that your best bet's always to work in numbers, always work in groups. And, you know, you, you do need to rely on other people. And so you need to build those partnerships and, you know, it's, it can be tough. It can be tough to find the right people to, to do that with. And that's where it's funny when people are like, Oh, well, I know, I know this guy who's got all these guns. Or I know this guy who has all this or this. Awesome. It's like, yeah, but you know, why, why should he have to share with you? What value add do you bring? Yep. So can't just bring a break of 22 No. and be like, Oh yeah. Feed me. No. What skill? Cute. Right. Like, you, and so we can get real deep into survival. Yeah. But, like, <sighs> I miss Francis. <laughs> I know you do. But it's, I mean, which is, it's, I mean, I feel bad for you, but it's, it's great at the same time that, you know, you have that, that yearning that, you know, 
Oh yeah. Got that care and that, you know, you know, as soon as it was just like, I miss her. (laughs) What did he just I don't know. He's having fun. I think. Or he's attacking a dog. Oh, he's hiding in his bedroom from the dogs. (laughs) He's playing hide and seek with Betsy. Uh, that's awesome. But no, nah, it's it's great. How do you feel about talking about knives real quick or do you want to go back on the women? I we we haven't stayed on women for more than 3 seconds, but if you want to talk about Yeah, knives real quick. I know, right? That's my problem too. <laughs> so <laughs> It's a real problem. <laughs> but uh I just got a buck 110. Like if you don't know what a buck 110 is, google it. You'll be like, "Oh, wow. Okay, buck 110." Look, a knife. But are you not a knife guy? It just looks like a knife. It's a knife. It's a buck 110. Okay. A buck knife? I know what a buck knife is. I didn't know, like, I didn't know there was different, like, 110. I don't, okay. So, like, a lot of knives that are copied off of this are, like, not copied, but, you know, like, honored by, Mm -hmm. like, this is called, this is by Buck. Right. And it's actually, there's, I'm not going to give the whole history, but it was a dude um, in, like, the... 30s i think and he just he made a knife and then he taught his son and then his son taught his son and now like it's the their last name is buck it's the buck family and they started off just making this wasn't actually the first knife they made but they kind of they made a good version of the Bowie knife and mm-hmm. it's your classic knife i just i always want it's that knife that like your grandfather had and he handed it down to your dad and then he lost it so you went to walmart and bought one <laughs> like I just I I always wanted one, so I just bought one this week, and I just I love it. It's just so it's such a classic knife. But I'm a knife guy. I love like I I taught myself. Well, I didn't teach myself. I had people help me. But like I tried to learn how to blacksmith so that I can make my own knives, and <sighs> I was better at making penis bottle that openers. Guy that carries a knife with him at all times. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Got my knife. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. There's something about it. Like, it's just so it's, I, I have a good survival knife that I keep in. Like, it's always in my hunting bag or it's always in my camping bag. It's always with me with like some particular situations. I mean, and then, of course, you know, I've got, you know, some other knives that I'll carry like when we're hunting and some doing some different stuff. Like, I have a few different knives that I use for different things. I don't. I don't I have a box of knives that I, I had to when we got him I had to hide all of my knives in a locked yeah I don't thing I don't have that many I don't obsess over them I don't it's just something about the utilitarianism well I mean it's definitely a good thing about it I mean it's definitely nice to have a a good knife depending on especially I guess especially if you're an outdoors person you, you should already you should already know that that a good quality knife is is a necessity um you really can't survive without it. Um, Knives are awesome. You can, but it's just very helpful. You know, if you're a hunter, obviously, you know, you understand the importance of, of a solid knife and, you know, knife. I don't know. I just, I just, I just picture like the kids and some of their little knives. They always went in my pocket and feel like, you feel so cool when you're carrying a little knife around. I tell you what. It's I, always, there's always that, there's always, always, that, always that guy that you're doing something. He, you know, I, got, I got a knife. I, I can, I can cut that. It was like, I used this twice today. Okay. Okay. Well, tell you know how often I need to use a knife. <laughs> Never. 
I mean, other than when I was like a tech in the field and I was doing stuff like, yeah, use a knife every single day. You know how I open packages when they come if I don't have my a knife on me? Keys. Keys. Yeah. Or anything else that's anything around. Else. Sometimes just my hand. Sometimes your hand can just, just pull open. <laughs> and just pull the box open. Like. I actually, I don't like using knives to open boxes because you just dull the blade. Like, uh, that was actually a big thing. I like, um, I used to just keep um, box cutters because if I was just opening boxes all the time, because it's like you just toss the blade away. You don't want to dull your knife almost immediately. Like, cardboard is horrible on blades. Now, hopefully most people realize with a box cutter, you flip the blade at some point oh yeah flip and then throw so hopefully most people a lot of people don't realize that. a lot of people do not realize that you're supposed to flip the blade at some point really? and that it, mm-hmm. a lot of people that's you should also flip the plastic teeth on your gators yes gators yes absolutely yes your gate just because they're dull flip the blades yep 100 percent. what do you think about uh multi-tools I love multi tools. Yeah. Like, like from a when we work perspective, like I oh like we talked about before. I went and you know like it was one of the first things I did when I became a line tech. Like I bought a nice Leatherman multi tool, and I mean I used it ninety nine percent of the time strictly just for the pliers or the knife part of it. Um, very it, rarely there. did I lose other did I use other pieces of it, but it was just a helpful piece you know to have you know to carry with you. Um, I have either my Leatherman or some other multi-tool in every tool bag that i have yeah um every single one if i go camping i've got it with me yep. um yeah i just i love a good multi-tool the um, dogs are in this room staring at me <laughs> but closet but it's a good thing and good but it's i mean it's similar to like to like your passion with like a knife like it's you you need a quality one like yeah you can go buy a cheap oh, multi-tool yeah, yeah. for like 15 bucks at home depot or something you know they make the cheap ones and that's fine in a pinch but if you want something that's really going to last that's why I like Leathermans. They're good quality. I've heard good things about Ger- the Gerber ones, but they can be they can be good. Yeah, I just like when. <laughs> can you get the dogs out of your room? Can you take the dogs out of your room? Thank you. Go away, Chloe. To be quiet. Hello. Hello. But uh Leatherman's, I say this and I don't mean it in like a emasculating way, but I always say like every man should have a Leatherman or every man should have a multi-tool at least. I, I'm with you. I love yeah. I have a Leatherman Wave Plus or whatever. But like I feel like not a you're not a man if you don't have one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's like playing with a metal. Huh? I know you dropped a metal chopstick and mm-hmm. it made a loud noise. I remember Dad's talking. <laughs> Why don't you go watch Blippy? Uh, okay, go watch another Blippy. Remember, we're we're doing our thing, so you have to be completely silent. Or no chocolate ice cream. No chocolate ice cream. We're bribing a child. Yeah.
Whispering is not good enough. You have to be completely silent or you can go play in the other room. Okay. You have to go leave the room. Don't let the dogs in. Women's. Oh, yeah. So back women's. to women. Or not just women, but part partners. Because, like, what if it could be reversed? Well, I don't think she would be sad if I had to go somewhere. But, like, it could be reversed. It could be a, a, the wife is home and the husband goes out and she's lonely. Or the husband goes out and the husband's home or the wife's home and the mm-hmm. wife's out. Like, or the dog and the clown face goes out. Like, whatever fucking people stuff anymore (laughs) but like it's definitely francis and i don't have we're not like that classic oh you cook and blah blah blah. i mean she cooks but she she's the same she enjoys it but i try to do the dishes i do all the heavy lifting and like but she's so tough like she's really tough but uh we don't have like classic roles, but yeah. it, it hurts me because she's very tough and very strong. Like we've got um, five gallon, five, five and a half gallon water jugs for the chickens for and uh, the hose broke. So I'm waiting to bury a line and do all the stuff and whatnot. So we have to bring it into the kitchen, fill it and walk it through the house, down the steps, out the back, through the gate, through the other gate, blah, 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 blah. And she'll crank it out and do it. And, and I feel bad or sometimes she'll take the trash out and we don't have like your typical little trash bag. We have a big brute con- contractor <laughs> trash can with a big black heavy duty trash bags because I hate bringing the trash out. So we're like, screw it. I'd rather bring one giant heavy bag out every like week or two days <laughs> versus, you know, a bunch of little ones. Yeah. So but sometimes she'll throw that on her back and hump it out. And like, I'm just like, let me do this. So I feel like I'm valuable, <laughs> please. Uh, but yeah, I, we just, we share stuff. We just, we do what we can. Like she'll buy dinner sometimes, I'll buy dinner t- sometimes. She'll play with the kid. Is she raising that kid. That is all her. Like I'm, <laughs> I play with them and like I spend my days off with them. But every good thing that has happened to that kid trying to think legitimately if i've actually grown him like if i've done anything to really you have you might not see it yet i think he's getting his sense of humor from me i know right (laughs) but like i he's getting i he's getting kind of sassy and sarcastic and that's that's definitely me like how i talk to him but dressing himself bathing himself potty training brushing his teeth using a fork speech attitude respect using proper pronouns and i and me and he and she and putting your shoes on drink holding a cup properly how to act in public how to buckle yourself well he doesn't put like that's all frank so you think you've had no influence on any of those things i don't like it, she like I back it up, like she'll teach him something and I'll follow. Well, he's following your lead on these things though too. So like obviously he's gonna see you doing the same stuff. But like she see, I taught him how to pee. No, Andrew taught him how to pee. I taught him how to pee in a toilet. 
Someone taught him how to pee. I think he figured that on himself. But like Frank will teach him, but then she'll teach me how to keep it up with him. I was going to say, she's teaching you how to do it too. This is how you bathe, Jono. (laughs) (laughs) Get the naughty parts. (laughs) Armpits, armpits, crotch and crack. (laughs) Don't do it in the opposite order. It can get stinky. That's what he's weird. Uh, like he, uh, but no, she, she's definitely like everything good is her. I just, I help enforce it. Yeah. But, uh, I think sense of humor and like, I try to teach him morals. I know like I'll have, we have one of the children's psychologists said that like at his age, he has a 30 second attention span. So don't go off and try and like, he was a quote unquote bad kid when he, first, he, he didn't know what boundaries were. He didn't know what rules were. Mm-hmm. So he was quote unquote bad and we would constantly talk to him and try and reason with him. And he, he just glazed over. And so it was just like, no, you are the voice of God. Like what you say is what goes. So why can't I do that? Because I said so. Oh, okay. And that's it. <laughs> that's it for now. Just wait. Yeah. Oh, just right. you wait. But like, oh, it gets so much better. <laughs> but he, I try to teach him morals. Like I enjoy, like I used to sit down and be like, oh yeah, so this is what you should do in this situation. And after a while he's like, what? But I just, I always say like, be nice to people. Be nice until it's time not to be nice. You can share if you want to share. If you don't, that's fine too. Yes. Please stop teaching your children that they have to share everything if it belongs to them guess what it's theirs Uh it's polite to share it's nice to share things with your friends and your family but sometimes you know what this is my cake and yes i want to eat it too it's my cake like i thought you were gonna tell me i was doing i thought you're gonna be no i don't know i love that i mean it's because it's you know it's it is the share it's polite it's nice it's it's a good thing to do when you can or when you really want to i mean there's and there's definitely instances where you should share more than others but i mean yeah you don't have to share like i'm not entitled to share you know anything like it, it's funny you know it's easy to equate it to food but like the kids they'll walk over to us and if kelly's eating something I want to bite. I want to bite. I want to bite. Mm, I want to bite. Yeah. But she gives him a bite. Me, I'm like, no, this is my food. Go away. <laughs> the only person that touches my food is Kelly. I'm like, other than that, no, go away. This is my food. This is my dinner. You ain't getting none of this. You had your dinner. This is my dinner. Like, go away. Like, I'm not sharing with you. I share with Kelly because she lets me see you're naked mm-hmm. sometimes. So, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you're not entitled. Like, you don't have to. And yeah, so when you set that precedent that they have to, and then you start, you know, disciplining a kid for not wanting to share. I mean, there's an appropriate way to react in that situation of, you know, politely telling somebody no and that sort of stuff. But, you know, if your kids are out there just expecting people to share stuff with them, you are raising a monster. Yep. How do you feel about defending? Like, I want to, he's still young, but like, I want to grow him up to, I, I still go back to Roadhouse. Be nice until it's time not to be nice. Like, I want, like, be nice. Try and never, try not to get in fights. Try, try to always 
talk things down like try to always uh uh be be friendly mm-hmm. and and cool things situations down but if someone picks on you or hurts you end it so i agree with defending yourself i don't agree that there should miyagi I don't really I don't agree that there should almost ever be an instance where you need to initiate the violence. Correct. You can mitigate it, you can defend against it, and you can respond to someone that's that's you know, if someone's coming at you in a nature, but I don't, you know, just because someone made you mad doesn't give you the right to hit them. Oh, yeah. Doesn't absolutely. give you the right to attack them. I think we're a hundred percent in agreement. Yeah. I mean, that's where I think the difference lies with some people because it's just like, oh well, you know, and it's and it's funny because i've heard people say, well i warned them like that doesn't matter like i can tell you i'm going to hit you like oh if you don't stop talking i'm gonna punch you that still doesn't give me the right to punch you like it's yep. like it's freedom of speech i can continue saying whatever i want you know for the most part um and uh um you know and you can't do anything about it like if i'm coming at you you know and being aggressive towards you to where i'm posing a real and logically perceived threat then fear that's, of serious of fear of death or I had, serious bodily yeah, i have to be able to i have to be presenting that that logical fear like it can't just be you know oh well he's bigger than me like no that's i mean yeah you can be afraid but you know you can't you can't just yeah you can't just react with violence. i mean some, some people are just too quick to it and I, I always love the what i warned them like that doesn't matter like just because you said i'm going to hit you if you do this and just because they continue to do it doesn't mean that you can hit them like I, I remember a Simpsons episode when Bart was like, I'm going to start swinging my arms like a windmill and start walking. If yeah. you get in my way, that's on you. And yeah. Lisa's like, well, I'm just going to kick. And get, if you get in my get, way, and then they slowly get, yeah, go near each other. Yeah. And then it goes to like the other room and you're wham, bam, ah! <laughs> and stuff. And it's like, that's, that's, that's not how it works. No, no. But I do think it's important to teach your kids some type of self-defense some type of way to, and it's not just about self-defense, but how to defend others, um, you know, in a situation. Cause you know, please stand up for the little people. You know, it's not yeah. cause you know, honestly, there's probably more of a chance you're going to be in a situation where you can help somebody else than actually need to help yourself. Um, so, you know, definitely don't be afraid to, to help somebody in a situation though. Cause yeah, defend the little people, you know, I'm going to, you know, talk to masculinity, but guys defend your women, defend women. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, you know, they are, and I don't care what anybody says, they are weaker. You know, mm-hmm. yes, there are some women that can absolutely crush me, crush mm-hmm. me. But, you know, genetically, women are not built the same as men. They, you know, it's, you know, so don't, you know, and if a woman's, I don't know, I've never really understood. Like, I can stand up for myself. It's like, and sometimes you can. Yes. And sometimes guys do over jump or overreact because they want to be the savior. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, you got to read the situation, read the room. But, um. You know, at the same time, like, you know, it's honestly, I don't care if somebody comes in and wants to help me if I'm in a situation that could be violent. Yeah, don't, like, there's nothing manly about not accepting help. Like, I don't care. Like, there's nothing like, do I feel like I could yeah. handle myself well in most situations? Sure. But I'm not by any means the largest guy. So at the same time, there's a lot of situations that would not pan out so well for me. So if there was somebody else that wanted to step in and, and help. I'm not going to say no, you know, I, as you know, I may hate myself for a lot of things, but I do enjoy my face and I don't want to lose that. Yeah. I don't want to be pummeled. So, you know, like, why would you, 
you know, defending women, why would you not want to protect something that lets you see their boobies? Yeah. Like, why would you not want to protect that? Right. Like, boobies are awesome. Well, I don't even think it's so much about not wanting to. I think now you're stuck in this phase where people are afraid to. You know, people are afraid to. I mean, and one, you know, and we can get into this in a generational discussion, but we definitely are a, you know, because of society, we are a less masculine society than we have been in the past. And so, you know, you don't have those, you don't have those more standard male roles i would love to have a discussion about manhood i mean and to some extent it's good and to some extent it's bad you know there's 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 two sides to that i mean you know there's you know like like we've talked about emotions and different stuff i think there's there's some ways where it's it's you know the the masculine ways of the past are a little outplayed and there's a kind of an evolution that that almost naturally needs to take place but there's a balance to it though too like you you can't you know you, there, you still have to be a man, you know. And masculine males ruined fedoras. Remember when fedoras were f***ing awesome? Not really, because they've been so not awesome for so long now. Like, the, back in the, like, the 50s and 60s well, when you were a yeah, suit. I, don't, I wasn't alive then. But, like, just think back to the... We need like, Webby for that. Yeah. But, like... It was more so... What is it? When the brim... I yeah. figured out when the brim's down on both sides... But then some douchebag flipped the brim on the back up and suddenly it's like, well, it went from being this, you know, this this classic, classic thing to where, you know, now, you know, then then it became the, you know, I've got that with my cargo shorts and I'm rocking out to some ska music kind of a thing. And then a pirate shirt. Yeah. A linen flowy pirate shirt. Right. I don't know. Just, I'm trying had to the, think of some weird Or the shirt. flame bowler shirts. <laughs> or any shirt with a wolf on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the crazy things that, that, that came around at some point. But yeah, yeah no, fedoras were definitely ruined. They were definitely I, ruined. I wonder if we could merge. We, we Maybe we can merge the generations talk with manlyhood. Because I have a lot well, I to think say. They t- about- I, honestly, I think they tie together. I yeah. think because when we talk about the generations the biggest variances of them is is how people live within that society and so when you you know when you look at you know and that's is probably one of the biggest complaints but when you look at the different you know when people say oh well boomers and millennials like even though they forget the gen x was between that but it's you know you're looking at this very masculine culture versus what they perceive as this very immasculate culture and so it's 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 an interesting dialogue between that and then it's funny because then they you know We'll, we'll we'll talk about it on the generational episode, but there's yeah, there's so much to it and so much that gets in the gender roles within that. But speaking of gender roles, Copperline Apparel not only has shirts for men, but also female cuts. Or if you're a man who likes the softer touch, we have those shirts. If you're a man that likes the rugged touch, or a woman that likes the rugged touch, or a man that likes the female cut, yeah, that would work. Yeah, it would just have work. to be skinny. Yeah, or smaller. They smaller. don't go like the men's sizes go up to five X, but the women's only go to two X. Yeah. Some of the stuff, some of the unisex stuff goes a little higher, but yeah, some of the women's stuff doesn't go up quite as high. Cause I think they do just assume that men are fatter. Cause you know, <laughs> we typically are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, 
anyways CalPerlineApparel.com. but no it is a it is a great thing when you can when you can find a balance like i say kelly and i still struggle with that you know finding that right balance within the relationship of roles and, and different things but i think we also help each other a lot because we think very similarly with stuff and i think is what drives us crazy because we won't disagree but maybe just the verbiage that we're using or how we want to accomplish it just varies a little bit. And so we kind of get at each other. You know, it's like, that's huge. Like it's funny communication. Yeah. Like in all the movies, I think I talked about this to someone a while back, but like most movies you watch, like the drama or the climax or something in the movie happens because no one communicated, but it's like, Oh, I'm going to go on a date and we're supposed to meet at the restaurant. But I got arrested and pulled over or I got pulled over and arrested, but I'm not going to tell the girl. I'm just going to see her the next day at work. And I'm too embarrassed to tell her that I got pulled over for speeding. And that's why I didn't make it. And it's like, just, just tell her, just, just tell her. Like yeah. if you're feeling something, tell something, yeah. like, communicate. Well, like so my problem is I communicate. I don't communicate properly. I have, but I like, what are you saying? Well, so I have a few, a few bad habits though. So one, I, I talk in circles. I do that a lot, especially, and it comes from, uh, 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 an essence of not feeling heard or understood. What? So, uh, so I I have a habit of of repeating myself and I know you've, I know you just said that. I know. Right. And you've been in situations though where you probably (laughs) heard me do it like on calls or things like that. And and I I try to do it too much, but, but I do it a lot because if I don't feel like my points being taken seriously or my points being understood, like I almost, I need that reassurance Mm -hmm. back. And, and sadly, sometimes it's more of a reassurance that I'm the person that's right. And so that's never, that's always hard, but sometimes it's just, I just want to make sure that you understood what I said and that you, understand what i said and there's not necessarily that you accept you're not necessarily that you're saying i'm right but that you at least under you're accepting my opinion it's of it important of me so, that you understand this right and it's like thing. and so i i talk in circles and i'll just repeat and 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 i will drive kelly absolutely nuts and she just you know and i, and I don't blame her i would go crazy but I, but I do that a lot. And um, and that's probably my biggest problem. Uh, that most definitely is my biggest problem. And so when I do that, I, I lose her in the moment. Even if she agreed with me, I've now frustrated her to an extent. Where <laughs> to the just, point where morally she has to disagree. Now. Oh, I mean, right. But it's like, just, like, just shut up already. Like, it's you, like enough is enough. And it's just but sadly, I'm still like, well, now you're yet. Now you now you're telling me to be quiet. Like, well, wait. But did you understand what I said? So let me say it again. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's it's this horrible circle. And but it's it, I do it to myself and, and it's and it's tough. And so, you know, I have a hard time with that or, you know, or for me, there's a I mean, it's kind of the same thing. But there's just there's a gratification that I need when it comes to like not even fully closure, but just understanding. And so, you know, I'll do the same thing where I just won't stop. Not, not even that I repeat myself, but I just won't stop talking in a moment either. So, like, it could be two o'clock in the morning, and like, I'll want to talk about something. And you know, sometimes and I, you just have to and, talk, and, and and it's just because I just I don't like the concept of going to bed angry. Oh my god! I don't yeah. like. I mean, 
you know, do, does it happen? Sure. But I don't I just don't like the idea of it. I don't like I don't want to go to bed mad because then what's going to happen is we're going to wake up it. mad and I'm going to wake up upset. And and it's just and it's not it's not healthy. Like, yeah. I just at least I don't I don't feel that it is. And so I have a habit of, of doing that. And sometimes it's necessary. Like sometimes we've had, you know, an issue with one of the kids or something and we need to sit and talk through something, you know, or something's happened that we need to talk about. So sometimes there's there's a real value to it. But sometimes it's just like, OK, just shut up. I want to go to sleep already. Like, just stop talking like i don't want to talk about this anymore but then like but 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 i but i do so fine so. here's one titty <laughs> thank you <laughs> but, but, <laughs> uh, but i mean but those are two like tough things and so it's it's frustrating because it's you know I, I i don't i don't feel like i don't communicate and i mean sometimes like most, you know, you'll bottle something up for an immediate time, but I don't go typically long periods without some type of communication. Yeah, I just don't do it the right way. I got to like for me, I've got to learn how to just be clear and concise and to the point and then accept that either she's understanding, agreeing or not and just move the conversation forward. And, you know, so. That's what sucks. So it's not even about lack of communication. It's just more of an improper communication sometimes. Um, but what I love is that we do talk through stuff and we do work through it pretty well. Um, you know, you can't solve every problem, but I feel like we've got a pretty good partnership. And we always have. I feel like we've always done a good job of communicating with each other. And her mom even kind of jokes about it because she, you know, she would ref she always references when we dated originally. So because anyone that doesn't know, um, you know, Kelly and I, we dated 15 years ago and then we dated for about eight, nine months. We broke up. We stayed in varying forms of contact for quite a few years. And then at the time that both of us were getting divorced from our our exes, we, we reconnected. And so that's, great. you know, it's it's one of those crazy things. That, but dude, that's like a movie plot right there. Yeah. Like, but, maybe not a good movie plot, but like it's it's funny because it kind of is. Um, <laughs> the girl we were talking about at work the other day, and they one of the girls asked me, they're like, "So what's your best pickup line?" I was like, "I've never used a pickup line in my life," and they're just like, "Well, how'd you get Kelly?" I was like, "I'm here to install your cable." <laughs> oh, it, was, uh, it was horrible, but it was so true. Um, <laughs> Do you want to know my pickup line to Francis? Uh, it was probably, eh, I like your squirrel. <laughs> she did have a squirrel. I know she had a best squirrel. So it, it was something along the lines of like, do you want to go to Chipotle? We can bring that small Asian child with us, too. <laughs> I remember the story of the small Asian child. <laughs> he uh, went with us. Yeah. That's he, awesome. He's back and safe. Well, I, he could be dead now for all. Oh, like Jesus. 15 years ago, but it's horrible. He was, but he's probably fine. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, but her mom even references like when we dated the first time, like she's like, you guys used to just, you just have great conversations and you would just, you know, talk. I love listening to you all. And, and it's just funny. But we've always, I mean, I think we've always, we've always had a really good dialogue. So it's, I think it's always been so important. Yeah. Like, it's so important but but it's funny because you know like like you said earlier like like without frank like you feel kind of lost and oh yeah it, and because there's stuff that i wouldn't be able to do 
Like she does all the foster paperwork. We were both doing it, but she didn't like the. I don't know. She didn't like how I was doing the paperwork. There's a lot of paperwork to be a foster parent. Like literally, if you give the kid eardrops, you have to document the medicine. You have to get approval. You have to get approval through the state. Document the medicine, the amount, the time. There's an insanity to it. There really is. Yeah, it's it's tough. But point being is, like, she she started doing the paperwork. There's certain stuff that, like, I can't do. There's certain stuff she can't do. But, like, I enjoy teaching her things. Like, just... I think she... You know how the whole, like, she could open the pickle jar, but she lets me do it, so I mm-hmm. feel manly? I think there's some stuff like that. Like, the oh, air yeah. filter. Oh, shit. I gotta change the air filter. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like i was just like no like you you have it here mm-hmm. give it three months and write the date on it and pop it in it's a 20 by 25 you write the date on it i'm so horrible yeah it's it's right on the other side of that door too it just sits there and like i put the date right up top so we can always check it oh that's so responsible of you i'm more of just like a smells funny in here we should probably change the air filter <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> But uh, like, I it's do just, need to just check the intakes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> but it's just certain stuff. Like she, she's the medical side. Like, um, the kid scratched his palm. He like fell down on the playground and scratched his hand. And the school nurses they wrapped it up, and then my aunt wrapped it up. Shouldn't say this because it might have to fill out an incident report. <laughs> but like, he came home, and I was like, "Let me see," and I was like. Hmm. It had like skin still sticking. They didn't want to pull it off. I was like, what's that? And he's like, huh? And I was like, and just ripped it off. Didn't hurt him. Uh, and I was like, hmm, let's let it dry out. So I just didn't wrap it. And it's fine now. It's gangrenous, but it's fine. I'm joking. He's safe. Christ. But no, like she, she does he's the medicine. <laughs> I do have I have a metal splinter in one of my pointer fingers and I let it heal over. Ooh. And now every so often I'll press it the wrong way and get a sharp, horrible pain. Oh. That sucks. Yeah. I have a BB in the back of my head, but it doesn't hurt. It's you have a BB in the back of your head? Yeah. And it's it like still in there? Yeah. I'm kind of fat, so it's hard to feel it now. But yeah. <laughs> When we were kids, we were probably, I don't know, I was probably like 12. I don't know. Probably like, uh, something like that. And, uh, you know, when we, we talked about it the other day, like, I, you know, we lived in the woods. And um, so we're out shooting our, our BB guns. And um, my uh, my cousin had my uh, my um, handgun. Well, my it was uh, that was my CO2 one. And uh, he didn't think it was loaded. And he... Yeah pointed at the back of my head we're probably about you to me apart we're about what five feet four feet and uh shot me in the back of the head and uh yeah i didn't i mean you know it it you know hurt like a bitch but you know i didn't really think much of it like you know just well you just got shot in the head you didn't think right like it it hurt and like you know i forgot the color purple i get hurt and it bled a little and then i you know went home and just like you know they probably held a paper towel to it or some shit till it stopped bleeding, just whatever. And then, you know, just went about my day. And then, like, like, like I went to like, I went to like feel it one stuck. day, and I was just like, "Huh, it's an oddly round little bump in there." 
the BBC. <laughs> I just didn't even think about it because, you know, I was a kid and we were stupid. So, and like, yeah, so the BB just, you know, we never thought that, you know, things stick in the skin. They don't just bounce off. You're yeah. not made of rubber. So, you know, <laughs> you know, so I, yeah, I've got a BB in the, the back of my head. That's like something on like House MD. It's like mm-hmm. they they take it out and suddenly like you just shed weight or like you get really <laughs> all- smart or uh, like either that or all the way they take it out and I'm just drooling on myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe all of my charm and brilliance is due to that little guy. Yeah, so oh, if it is, it's not working. <laughs> I'm already at the retard. Fact, I think they were lead DBs back then. <laughs> they probably were. It's probably yeah. part of my problem. Hopefully it was a copperhead one. Uh, copper's probably not. I mean, it's probably not enough lead to kill me, but probably just enough. I'll blame that for my tiny penis. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's I can't wait to have a discussion about manlyhood. Yeah. That, that's something that's going to sound weird and make all the jokes you want. But like I've struggled with manlyhood because I had a my dad was like Everyone says their dad was a hero. Well, most you know, that's kind of a stereotypical thing. But, like, my dad was, like, the manliest man I could think of. But he wasn't the barrel-chested, burly. Like, my definition of man was is something more soulful. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Like, it, it, was, it was more like, instead of words like, physically strong and and um brilliant it's more like dignified and and responsible kind of stuff <laughs> so we had complete opposite fathers <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I remember so like oh <laughs> when when uh frank and i were getting married my dad was like right towards the end of cancer like he was, he he wasn't well, but he he went to the wedding, and I remember just sobbing, telling it, and like giving him a hug after all the stuff, and we were at the the party part, I guess. And I was like, I'm gonna be okay. I, like I got a house, I got a wife, I'm gonna be okay. Like I was, it was so important to me that he saw that I felt like I became a man finally. Not oh, I bang a bunch of broads and I've got a fast car. I have a home. I have a wife. I have a good job. I'm paying for a car, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, like, that was like, if he had died before I bought a house, like I would have hated myself for not letting him see me be okay. Kind of a thing. And that's you. after all the stuff he's been through. I got like, you. I mean, cause he was like, like you said, he was like your hero. So yeah. Like he, wanted, like the you stuff to, he's done in his life. Yeah. Yeah, you wanted to. You just didn't want to feel like you weren't. You didn't live up to his. You know, even though he probably didn't care, you didn't want to feel like you didn't live up to his exactly. standard or something. Yeah. So that, that that's my kind of manlyhood because I always felt like I'm lazy. I don't I don't try hard. I like there. That was my struggle. Not like am I a girl? Which that's fine if people have that. I'm not trying to get into that discussion kind of stuff. But like that's not what I was feeling. It wasn't yeah. like a I don't know what gender I am. It was a I don't feel 
manly. I just, right. I never, I don't know. It's weird, but we'll, we'll, we'll get yeah. into it. When we no, I got you. Day. I got you. Yeah. It's, it's just, it is funny. It'll be an interesting discussion. Cause yeah, I feel very different about my father. And like Webby's sisters just shove tampons up his ass all the time. So. <laughs> That's why he walks. Like he does. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, I mean, my dad's, my dad's, I don't know. I mean, I, I, as far as I know, he's a decent guy. Um, you know, he's he definitely was more of that like like manly kind of guy. You know, he was the, the you know he was the the you know work with his hands the type of guy that like I feel like could probably kill somebody with his bare hands if yeah. he wanted to. Like he at least back in the day. At this point, he's just getting old. Sorry, Dad, but <laughs> he uh but no, I mean he definitely was like he was my dad was always a very strong person and he was like the man's man type of a guy. You know, I mean he's. You know, he was the he was, you know, everybody's buddy, the party guy, the have fun. Like he was he was that he was that that type of a guy. And so I think I always kind of shied away from that because of it. Like, I think I, I think a lot of who I am is almost in is almost despite the way that he is and was. And I mean, he's a good guy, though. I mean, he, my dad's my dad is a good guy and he does care and he does love us. And so there's like there's some of that I still get I get from him. But I definitely think like how I act and how I've lived my life is in some regards kind of been the opposite. Um, you know, because I think and I used to carry some of those things like, you know, like when it comes to like the like family and like and I think that's where like I didn't mind being so involved with stuff like when, you know, mm-hmm. like my first marriage because my dad wasn't. Like my mom did everything with us. She did everything with us. She did everything for us. I mean, he worked. She was a stay-at-home mom, but like he wouldn't take us places. He wouldn't like yeah. You know, we would maybe do a vacation with him or something, or he'd pop up at some games and stuff. But hmm. he wasn't very involved. So I think part of how I've man, he's off. Um, but part of how I am is because you know I just I want to take charge. I want to be that person that's there. <laughs> I'm watching him on the camera. That's funny. But I want to be the person that's involved in doing stuff yeah. and, and a part of things. And so, you know, that's I think- been a massively like you've told me so many times, like you have to be there for everything. Oh, for my kids. God. Yes. I that's huge to you. Like life happens. And there's definitely been times where we're just like, I just have to be out of town for something. I mean, that's definitely occurred. Um, you know, like like that's gonna happen again this year with with the with the rock festival that we go to. You know, it's gonna fall on a weekend where there's most likely gonna be a football game and a cheerleading, you know, for cheerleading, and cheerleading. So we'll probably miss that. You know, and there's something like that that happens, and it's just kind of the natural stuff. So I don't I I don't like missing it, but I don't feel as bad about it. But I feel mm-hmm. like if it was within my control, then I have a really hard time with it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I still remember the first time it really hit me. Dylan was playing baseball. So Dylan. <laughs> anyway, so it was the first it was the first time that that type of stuff really hit me, though, because like I was always you know there for the kids and always doing stuff with them and always a part of, you know, like I never missed games and practices and stuff. And I was uh, I was doing a training in Baltimore and Baltimore's hour and a half to two hours from the house, depending on traffic and stuff. And. You know, and I before the day, I had warned Dylan. I said, "Hey, buddy, like I, I'm gonna be at it. I'm gonna be in Baltimore. I probably won't be home in time for your game tonight." And okay, 
you know, he was okay with that. And, you know, it was fine. So it was like one of those like, okay, we pre planned this. So he, he was aware that I probably wasn't going to, I wasn't going to make it. So we had a prearranged. So he, so he knew I probably wasn't going to be there. Well, the training finished early. So I was like, I was excited. It's like, cool. Awesome. I'm going to make it home in time. So, so I called my ex-wife and I was like, Hey, I was like, let Dylan know I'm going to be home. I was like, I was like, just finished. And, um, so I, was, so I was just excited. So, you know, I wanted to let him know I was going to be at his game. And uh, I hit just insane traffic. Mm. Insane traffic. I pulled up right as the game ended. Like 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 in a movie. Like in a movie. And like we both just like ran at each other like crying. It was just like, Aww. oh, I felt so bad. Because like that was like that 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 moment of just I just like I let him down. Like. If I if he knew I wasn't going to be there, that's fine. He knows dad's not going to be here tonight. And we have that happen with stuff. All, you know, it's like it happens, you know, and it's not we don't miss something every season. Like I do a, a really good job of being at everything I can possibly go to. Um, and, you know, but that just that just that hit me hard. And I just and it was and it was one of those moments, too, where I'm just like, I just don't understand how people can be OK not being there. Yeah. Like, 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 like when you became a maintenance tech and one of the things people always like, it's one of those things like, oh, you're going to miss stuff. You're going to miss parties. You're going to miss like, no, don't like, don't. Yeah. Like, yeah, you got on call rotations. You have so things I'm, that happen. I'm missing my nephew's birthday because I'm on call. <laughs> I mean, it's your nephew's birthday. It's a little different. Um, Now, things happen. I mean, and there will be some things that you have to sacrifice to some extent, but. Don't be complacent about it, though, either. Like, make every effort you can to be a part of everything you could possibly be a part of. I think I I covered one guy's on call for a day because he covered mine so I could go to a party with Francis. Don't be afraid to ask. Like, just, hey, can you cover me for a couple of hours so I can go to my kids? Like, just be be open about it because. And be willing to reciprocate. Yes, 100 percent reciprocate for people if if they're going to help you out. Like me and my me and my buddy. Dave, we we did that all the time with each other. We we covered everybody else's stuff all the time, but we also looked out for each other. You know, mm-hmm. we pick stuff up from each other, support each other for different stuff. Um, you know, like you know, like when I was, you know, with both with both of my kids, like when they were, you know, when they were being born, like he was already lined up to be on call. He's like he knew because both That's of them cool. were, were coming right around that time, and he's just like, cool. He's like, all you gotta do is just text me. I'm on for you. You know, he had some some things go on in his life, and I was there. You know, I tried to help him out as much as I can with his stuff. So. But like it just I never understood the just like, well, you know, you're going to miss stuff. You know, you just got to deal with it. It's part of the job. It's like, no, no, man. Like your kids, they're only kids for so long. Like, you know, yeah. you just think, oh, they're not going to remember. I will, though. Like to me, like I will. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he might not remember every game that dad didn't make it to because dad makes almost everything. So, or you know, he might. I mean, we don't know. He like, might. Right. Yeah. I mean. But, you know, I make, you know, you know, for baseball, I don't know if like I would, you know, maybe miss, you know, one game a year at most like football, one game a year at most and stuff like, you know, yeah, it's just it's just life happens. And, you know, especially like now with with, you know, but even now with with, you know, with my ex-wife getting them every other weekend. Like that doesn't stop me from going to everything. Like I don't care where it's at. You know, if April's got a competition in in Harrisburg and her mom's the one driving her, I'm still driving to Harrisburg. Like it doesn't stop me from driving up there. Like I don't care. Like I'm still going because I'm not gonna miss it and I'm gonna be there. So, 
you know, I just think those are the type of things that you just have to, you have to do. But, you know, I think my dad didn't, I don't know if he, I don't think he missed stuff intentionally. I just, I think he had that more, you know, the role of a role. Of the man is to provide. And then once he's provided, you know, every, you know, that's, that's on the, the, the woman to do. I could be wrong. I don't know what's going on inside of his head, but that's just how I always felt growing up. Like he provided the house for us. He worked, he provided the money. My mom did everything else. And then, so, you know, I just, to me, it's like, well, no, you can, you can do it all. Like you can provide for the house, but you can also do everything else you can possibly do to, to support your kids. So I'm learning that. Yeah. It's tough. It's hard. I mean, and they Dude, wear you on have you. four. I have one and I'm dying. <laughs> doesn't matter how many you have. Like, <laughs> I mean, it makes it, it does make some difference just when it comes to certain aspects of it. But I mean, every kid has its unique challenges. Like it was, it was funny. Um, who was I talking to about this? I can't remember if it was. I know Kelly and I talked about it. I just couldn't remember if I mentioned it to you or Chad. Um, but um, it was funny because like April, it was yesterday. She was like, yeah, it was last. Yeah, it was last night. She's she she's um she's like, she's like, you love Addie more than you love me. Because Addie had just come up and just given me a hug. And she said, you know, good night, dad. And like, you know, I was going to bed. And, and then April's like, you love her more than me. I was like, why? And she's like. So it's like, you don't do that with me. I was like, you don't come up to me. Like, I'm sitting right here. Like, you can walk up to me every single night before you go to bed and give me a hug and say, I love you, Dad. Addie does, so I reciprocate. Like, you don't want to do it. That's fine with me. Like, <laughs> that's up to you. Like, don't come back on me with that. You could so. have done a Thanos. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> but it's just funny. I mean, like, you know, so it's like, you know, your kids are just complicated and Oh, and God, it's yes. tough. And honestly, more kids sometimes makes it hard. Like, it definitely makes it harder, but it makes it just, you know, it it, uh, it just it's it's all complicated. It doesn't matter. One kid, two kids, four kids, eight kids. Never have eight kids. Don't be don't be like that. Four is enough. It's so four difficult. Is, four is more than enough. We now, just want one more. I mean, four was kind of an accident. I mean, obviously that we both brought two into the marriage so you know it's not like we personally chose to have four um but you know i love all of them equally and differently we were talking about kelly and i were even talking about i think it was kelly who was i talking about i haven't her i can't remember i talked to so many people but um she she uh um i was saying you know i was talking i was just i was just telling i think it was on her i was just like you know i was she's you know i was like you absolutely can play favorites I think she was giving me a hard time for like playing favorites. I was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, sometimes you do. Sometimes you definitely pay favorites with the kids, you know, Excuse me. you know, it's like, yeah, they're all, they're all different, different times. Sometimes one's just nicer to you. One times, sometimes some aren't. So, you know, if you want to be a little shit, then that's fine. And guess what? <laughs> you can go on that side of the house. I'm going to play with these kids. So, and if you really want to show love to your kids, Go to copperlineapparel.com. Yes. We have yeah. some shirts, hoodies, hats. Kids hoodies, kids hats. We gotta make some more kid shirts. Yeah. Kids like backpacks. We got backpacks. Yeah. Backpacks. Stainless steel mugs. Stainless <laughs> Water steel mugs. Coffee mugs. I still love that coffee mug. We got the stainless steel ones. Those could be really good for like baseball season. Oh yeah. Yeah. Get some ice in there, some water. Yeah. Refreshing. 
your parents can upload your stupid pictures of your stupid face not playing because the internet, because my dad. <laughs> Read the shirts. Read the shirts. Carpalinaparo.com. Was that your belly or was that a dog? That was a dog. That was not my belly. <laughs> there was a whine and then a err. <laughs> Cover that belly button up. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little warm in here. It's like a tea kettle. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> you look over, just boiling sweat. Just <laughs> steam just shooting. Ah, sh- all right. I don't want that to be the title: <laughs> tea kettle belly button. <laughs> I don't know if there is a good thing for the for the title. I didn't catch one. I'll nah. think of something. We've been all over the place. There's I'll a lot of squirrels that. going on. Yeah. Oh, I like it. We're good? Yeah, we're good. Carbonapparel.com. Carbonapparel.com. <laughs>